How's it going, universe? Welcome back to Is This Thing On? with Jeremy Snyder, the only podcast where I yell into the universe and hope someone else is listening on the other side. Universe, uh, it has not been that long since I spoke to you uh, For, from my perspective. Who knows? Maybe for you, it's literally two seconds ago. It probably is, because I think there's enough episodes that you could quote-unquote binge my podcast now. Um, but for me, it's been a little over 24 hours. And um, normally, you know, when I get into the podcast, you know, I kind of start with my week, uh, maybe a little cleanup, uh, you know, a little housekeeping, as I like to call it. Um, why are so many things opening on my desktop at once? I really need to delete half the things that are on my computer. Anyway, uh, so normally, you know, it, it'd be about a week later and I would, that would be what I'd usually start with is talk about my week, but I haven't really had a week, you know, I've, I've had a day and, uh, nothing has happened during that entire day, uh, of note. So we're going to kind of skip past that. And I mean, I, I can tell you what I did today specifically. I, uh, so I went on a trip to visit my family last weekend, and uh, because I'm lazy, I have not fully unpacked. Uh, I unpacked all my clothes, but all the extra things I took with me that I didn't immediately need, I just left in the in the you know suitcase. Uh, but officially emptied that today. Um, I put up my breakfast stuff because when I get up in the morning, I have to like eat a pop tart or or uh, something so I can take my medicines. And uh, I did that today. They've been just kind of sitting out uh, on the counter, and I finally got them and put them up. And uh, played video games. Uh, I am going to talk about the video game I've been playing because it's not Batman. Yay! Woo! Not Batman. Pew, pew, pew. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I've been playing a game recently called Overlord. Specifically, Overlord 2, Electric Boogaloo. That's not its actual title, but you all know the rule. If I put a 2 behind anything, it ends with Electric Boogaloo. That's just who I am. Stop trying to change me, Mom. Anyway. So, I've been playing Overlord 2. And... If you never heard of the Overlord game or the quote-unquote series, um, it's not that shocking. Overlord 1 was a game on the Xbox 360, and you play as um, the Overlord. And you have a small army known as Minions, uh, the original Minions, who look like little like imps or... I guess it's supposed to be kind of demon-like, but I, I think of more as imps. Um, and you just go around taking over uh, the like area that you're from in in the game, which is set in like a fantasy world. Um, and I never beat Overlord One. I had it, I and I played it, but I never beat it. And then Overlord Two came out, and I don't remember. If I bought, I think I bought it, but I also never beat it. Well, recently I've been replaying older games that I have, or, 
you know, going through my download, you know, games and being like, oh, I haven't played that since I beat it or since I gave up on it. Maybe I should restart it, um, which is what got me in the whole Batman kick. Uh, but like I, I was like, I'm going to stick with Batman and then I'll go back to doing other ones. Uh, kind of what prompted this actually is the new Resident Evil uh, remake came out, Resident Evil 3 remake. And I really enjoyed playing it. And so... Excuse me. Um, I really, uh, you know, enjoyed playing Resident Evil 3. And uh, either last year or the year before, I don't actually remember when Resident Evil 2 Remake came out. But I played and beat that as well. Um, I think I played it on my PlayStation. Um, which you're about to hear something that's kind of dumb, but I also still stand by my choice. Um, so when I bought Resident Evil 3, I was like, okay, I'm just going to buy RE3. I bought RE2 on the PlayStation, like the physical copy, and I gave it to a friend of mine when I moved from uh, Manny as like a goodbye gift. Um, cause he really wanted to play it. And I was like, well, I already paid for it. Here you go, man. You just have it. I played it. I beat it. I'm done with it. Um, so when I bought Resident Evil three, there was like a sale that they were doing where you could basically pay a five, an extra $5 to buy Resident Evil two. And I was like, I know I've already bought it. I know I've already played and beat it, but like, I don't know. I want to get it. Um, so I now own Resident Evil one, two, three and zero remakes and so when i played re3 i was like you know what i want to go back and play re2 and i played it for a bit but i was like you know like i said i've already beat the game i re2 has a lot of replayability because the way the storyline works is you play through um i don't know if it's still like this for the second one because i just i just played and beat both characters, I didn't actually, like, attempt to get really into it. Um, RE1, uh, uh, sorry, RE2 has two characters you get to play as. Leon Kennedy, which is everyone's favorite, and if it's not their favorite, they're wrong. And Claire Redfield, which is, she's pretty cool, actually. I, I prefer her character design over other RE, uh, Resident Evil like, uh, women in the, in the game series, because a lot of them are, like, either, like, meh, or, like, uncomfortably over-sexualized, in my opinion. I, I, I feel like there's no middle. There's no, like, hey, look, that girl's normal, or that girl just looks cool. Like, it's always, like, that girl looks uncomfortably sexy, why is she wearing latex while fighting zombies? That makes no sense, Jill. RE5, what are you doing? Anyway. Um, but also, like, I think that's supposed to be the appeal of the game. It's like, look, all the girls are hot. Or, eh. But Claire's design is cool. She has, like, a cool red leather jacket and, like... She now looks hyper-realistic, which makes her look way cooler. Uh, Leon actually looks more of a dork in uh, Resident Evil 2 Remake than he did in the original, where he was just a bunch of polygons. Um, 
Also, huge improvement from two to two remake. Like, oh my gosh. Same with three. Like, three goes from being the okay game in the series to, in my opinion, mind you, like the second best game in the entire series with its remake. The obvious best one. Well, no. Okay. This wasn't what I was going to talk about. Actually, I'm going to talk about uh, Villainous more today. But I want to get into this because I've got the tangent in my mind and I I know where I'm going with it. So um, I'm going to kind of rank the Resident Evil games. Um, by the way, for anyone who is 10 minutes into this and has no idea what I'm talking about, Resident Evil R, as it's also known, R-E and then a number, uh, R-E-1, R-E-2, R-E-3, so on and so forth. Uh, Resident Evil is a video game series about a each game it's like a different main character but they kind of rotate through the same guys and and gals in the series but okay so there's this corporation known as the Umbrella Corporation they make bio like if it has the word bio in it they make it whether it be uh, pharmaceuticals whether it be uh bio uh chemical warfare stuff uh they you know they work with the military to do a bunch of other stuff they're a very shady corporation but one day they randomly make something called the i believe the original is the t virus i think it goes the t virus the g virus i don't remember the next one I think there's one more before the last game, which I also can't think of. But anyway, semantics on all that. So they create this virus, and they realize that if you're infected with the virus and then you happen to expire, which is a nice way of saying get murdered or die, um, you end up coming back to life. And they immediately are like, oh my god, this is going to make us billions we can sell this uh as a like chemical warfare thing and that's their big ultimate plan and a group of individuals known as the stars team um which is like the swat team of raccoon city but they are like beefed up to no end okay like like they are like beyond federal or military levels of like situational like uh like they're all like the best at everything they've ever done ever like one of the characters i think his name is chris joined the military when he was 16 and was like a pilot apparently too and like he's just like all the coolest things you could be in a military guy and he is one of stars he's one of the two main characters from the first game but we're not actually going to talk about the games. I'm just going to kind of try to get through it really quickly. Um, so the main villain is a guy named Wesker. But it also jumps back and forth between him and another guy named Birkin. And uh, I'm trying to think if there's any others. I know Aleska Wesker, which is his twin sister, is also one of the villains in one of the games. But 
Like, they're the main villains, but Umbrella as a whole is the true villain, I guess you could say. Because even after everything that happens in all the games, they are still doing shady stuff. Um, so, Wesker is a guy who was like one of 13 or something like that uh, people who may have been clones, question mark. And all of them as children were infected with the T-virus. But they all lived. So Wesker, along with his friend Birkin, who is the lead researcher on the G-virus, which was a stronger version of the T-virus that he was working on to actually give to Wesker, uh, they both plot and kill the CEO of Umbrella and take over and start being even more evil. Basically, that is the plot of RE1, and also the plot of RE2. Um, RE1 takes place in a mansion in the mountains, um, which stars is sent out after they had not heard from the guy who owned it, which happened to be the CEO, I believe. Um, RE0, uh, funny enough, takes place on a train going to the mansion and then in the mansion itself, but before the events of RE1, because the only survivors from the RE0 story is uh, a guy named Billy, who's not important for the first game, and then a character called Rebecca. Rebecca happens to be the only surviving member of the Stars team that goes to investigate the train. Um, whenever it gets completely stopped and it's not supposed to be stopped yet because it's supposed to get all the way to uh, said mansion. So anyway, so Chris and his team go to this uh, mansion to try to find out why this guy isn't there. And it's all revealed that Wesker was behind everything. He's actually a member of stars and he bought off some of the people who were part of the team uh, specifically a guy named Barry, and I think, like, the other two dudes who die. Uh, and you have a big fight with him at the end of the game. Whatever. RE2 takes place, like, maybe an hour to, like, a day and a half uh, after the events of RE1. Leon, also known as Leon S. Kennedy, is coming into town to Raccoon City, which is the main town that most of the things happen in like the first three or four games. He ends up uh, getting into town late. He ends up meeting Claire. They drive into the city to go to the police station. Claire Redfield being Chris Redfield's sister, the guy from the first game. Um, they both go there for their own reasons. Leon's supposed to be there for his first day of work uh, as the newest rookie police officer in the R. CPD. I had to think of what went after Raccoon, even though I said Raccoon City like two minutes ago. Um, so they go there. Um, they end up finding a like half the police were bought off by Wesker. Um, and like they knew about the uh, zombie infection that was happening and did nothing to stop it because Umbrella said, Here's some money. Shut up. We're doing a thing. 
their thing happened to be see how well the virus worked and how difficult it is to defeat the virus. And by defeat the virus, I mean the zombies it creates. Um, that game also has, in my opinion, the best antagonist in all of the games, which is Mr. X. Now, for those of you who know about Mr. X and or Resident Evil 2, you'll know you know who I'm talking about and all that. For the rest of you, Mr. X is a man who is infected with the ty- Tyran, which I think is the T-Virus. So, I might have been wrong when I said the T-Virus was the first one. I think it might be the second one. Which one's the first one, then? It doesn't matter. So, the Tyrant variant of Zombie with the T-Virus infection um, makes him, like, super, super strong. It makes him invulnerable to most pain and damage. And it, it just, it makes them really, really hard to kill. But they didn't make a lot of tyrants because a lot of, like, strength and no weakness makes it really hard for you to stop your own experiment from killing you. So, he kind of looks like a Frankenstein almost, but in a big, like, trench coat, uh, wearing a fedora. And black gloves. And his whole thing is he just stalks you the whole game. Now, he's very slow, but you never know where he's coming from, when he's going to get there, how close he actually is to you. Because once you don't hear him anymore, he's gone until he stalks and kills you. And I just, his design's great. His, like, the th- like he is literally like the grim reaper following you around and i just love that about him he is so cool and creepy and scary because when he's there you're like oh god he's going to get me when he's gone you're like oh god when is he going to get me i don't know if i'll see it coming and it's just so great so anyway Leon's whole storyline is that he's trying to find, uh, well, it starts out, he's just trying to go to work, and then he's like, I don't, I think I need to help people, I feel like that's the right thing to do, um, and then Claire's is she's trying to find Chris, who has been captured by Umbrella, because after Wesker tried to kill him and lost, they end up taking him, and I don't remember how he gets out, they never really explain. I mean, I'm sure there's a game that does explain it. I just haven't played it. Uh, Probably like Code Veronica or something. I'm not talking about any of those, by the way. Those are offshoots of the main game. And the timeline gets kind of fuzzy when you don't count the numbered ones, in my opinion. Uh, But anyway, so that's basically RE1 and RE2 and RE0. RE3 is you play as Jill Valentine, and you just play as her. There's no other characters you get to play as, which was a very different 
like very divergent from the other games because in RE1 you get to pick at play as Claire or or not Claire sorry Chris or I think it was Jill as well and then RE2 it's Leon and Claire RE0 which I believe came out before RE3 but I could be wrong uh, you get to play as um, Rebecca and Billy, but you switch back and forth from character to character. Whereas Resident Evil 3, you just play as Jill and at one very small part, that plart, one very small part, you play as a guy named Carlos. So the story of RE3 is. So they have now perfected the Tyrant Serum. Again, this is like a few days between what happens in RE1 and RE3. And RE2 and RE3. I think, if chronologically speaking, if I remember correctly, it's RE1, RE3, RE2. And the reason why I know that is because Leon interacts with a character in RE2 that Jill has an interaction with like a few hours before Leon shows up. So the, so like I said, they're working on this tyrant uh, serum and Mr. X is their final product, but their beta test is a thing called nemesis. So nemesis is uh, the main antagonist of RE3. If any of you know anything about Resident Evil 3, he is Mr. X, but faster, and he gets different weapons throughout the whole game. He also looks like a uh, giant garbage bag walking around with yellow tape on it, and his skin looks like a nutsack. That is the nicest way I can put it. He literally looks like if someone set a nutsack on fire, and then they put it out, but it was never the same. That's Nemesis. And... It's my favorite game uh, because as much as I love Mr. X, um, and I still think Mr. X is the best villain in all of Resident Evil and the best like monster, it, his design's way better in my opinion than Nemesis. The one thing that Nemesis has over Mr. X is he is faster. I don't know why it would make it makes more sense that Mr. X would be faster because he's the finished product, but whatever. Um, yeah, Nemesis is faster, and he ends up getting weapons throughout the game. A really cool thing about Resident Evil 3 is you can actually choose between uh, being chased by Nemesis or trying to fight Nemesis. Nemesis is really difficult to fight, although in my opinion, uh, when I played it, it wasn't as hard as a lot of games, uh, a lot of people made it seem but that's because the original game, he was way, way more difficult. In the original uh, GameCube version, I think it was on PS2 and GameCube at the time, Resident Evil 3, it gives you a prompt to fight or run away. Like it stops the game and asks you which one you want to do. And a lot of people would run away. But if you fight Nemesis, you get special weapons. Um, and so I was like, you know what? I'm going to try to find once at the start. And if I do it, great. If I don't, I'm going to reload and choose to run away. I beat him no problem. And I was like, this isn't on like easy difficulty, is it? And I looked and I, I had it on normal difficulty. He's pretty 
easy to beat in normal difficulty. Um, but I also was very smart. Like I used environments, uh, environmental hazards to beat him. Um, you know, shoot something that explodes and blow it up and hit him with it. Stuff like that. Keep my distance because he can like rush down and grab you and one hit kill you. So I like, I, I dark souls did, uh, but way easier than dark souls. Um, but Resident Evil 3 is basically Jill trying to get out of Raccoon City before they nuke it because the government had decided that they were going to nuke Raccoon City. Not a joke. And so she just she's just trying to get out. And she does. So that's RE0 through 3. Then RE4, you play as Leon again. This time, your whole mission is to save the president's daughter who was kidnapped by a village in Europe that also happens to be a bunch of zombies. That's the basic plot of that game. Uh, there's no... I mean, Sadler is in it, and he's like a really cool character. Um, and Leon's very snarky now. Instead of being like a huge dweeb, he's like... Um, he says something to one of the main villains uh, after like cutting off his hand or something. It was very funny, but it, yeah, uh, that's RE4 is rec rescue the president's daughter. I mean, really that's it. Uh, RE5 is Chris and a new character named Shava. Uh, Sheva? Sheva. I think it's Sheva. I may have said her name wrong. Um, in Africa, trying to stop uh, an eco-terrorist, I think. And then, oh no, Wesker's alive, even though I killed him in the first game. Bum, bum, bum. Uh, RE6, we don't talk about. It doesn't exist, and it should burn in a garbage bag with Nemesis and his ball sack-looking face. RE7. First off, RE7 is amazing. It's so good. I love it so much. They changed the camera angle from a third-person camera, which is like the camera behind you, to a first-person camera where it is your direct vision. It's such a unique change from all the other games to this one, which, even though so we don't talk about it, RE6 was like that, where it was like, hey, this isn't one story. This is three stories that have a beginning, middle, and end, and they are the middle part of an overarching story. No one liked that, but kudos for trying something different, Capcom. And they did it again with Seven, but this time it really worked. It worked so well. The Capcom is known for its big characters, but I honestly really liked that Ethan, the main character, was kind of nothing. Like, he was just, like, a reporter whose wife went missing, and he went to find her because he thought she was dead for, like, six years or something like that. The graphics of the game are beautiful. They look so realistic and lifelike. It really sets you into the world of Resident Evil. And it's... The best part about Seven is if... Seven was like a full-on reboot to the Resident Evil series. It would work. Because Umbrella, I don't think, is mentioned except for like two times. Um, 
and a, but a lot in the DLC. But in the main game, it's mentioned like maybe twice, and it's just like its own standalone story. It has a new version of zombies. It has um, an make an explanation that works really well with the game series and everything. It's just perfect uh, as far as a like fresh start to any series. If you've ever watched a movie or something like a series of movies, and then you're like, man, that last one was real rough. And the company who made them was like, Hey, we're going to do kind of a soft reboot. Everything that happened before it happened, but we're really not going to talk about any of it. And just, we're just going to tell a story. That's what Resident Evil seven is. It's like, yeah, RE1 through uh, 0 through 6 and all the side ones, those all happened. But you don't need to know any of those or play any of those to get this one. All right, uh, I'm getting the signal real quick that we're getting close to 30 minutes and I cannot go over that. Um, honestly, I think I'm just going to keep talking about Resident Evil after this. I was going to talk about Villainous, but I think I'll just save that for next episode. Um, we're going to take a little break, and we will be right back. All right, we are back, and we are going to continue our little conversation about Resident Evil. Uh, the amazing zombie game I played until it got bad. And then it got good again. Um, <laughs> love how I was like, oh, I'm not going to talk about the games. I'm not going to give like a big description of, you know, how the series goes. And but I spent 30 minutes on it. Like, <laughs> I lied to you and myself, universe. I apologize. Um, just when I get into something and I like talking about it. There's no stopping it. Um, so originally, I had planned on basically ranking the games as where I would put them as far as uh, the, the games go. And also, I know I've kind of been talking about like this is how it goes chronologically. But I'm going to get a little more into that. Um, I mean, because it was not like a lot, because I kind of did. It goes 0, 1, 3, 2, 4, 5, I think 7, or no. No, it has to be 6, then 7, because 6, they mention how Umbrella doesn't exist anymore. Spoilers. Uh, or sorry, 7. Not, did I say 7? I don't know. Anyway. Um... So I'm going to rank them kind of, in my opinion, from best in the series to worst in the series. Um, so, in my opinion, a lot of people will probably disagree. Because a lot of people all have the same number one in their mind. And I'm going I'm to say a different one than what most people would. I would say my favorite number one with a bullet is, wait, should I do, uh, I've already teased it. 
I guess I'll say it. Because um, I was going to go, well, my least favorite is this one, and then blah, blah, blah. Um, my favorite with a bullet uh, would have to be RE7. And the reason why is not because the other two obvious choices for number one are not amazing and not because RE7 is better. Honestly, if I could rank all three of these as number one, I would, okay? Because I know what I technically would want my number two to be. But anyway, the reason why I pick RE7 over the other ones is because, like I said, if if RE7 was a reboot and there's like, hey, here's a character, here's one character from the entire series prior to this, and that's it. Every other character is brand new. Umbrella is mentioned maybe twice, which you could cut both of those out, sort of, and it it could be its own standalone game. You would never have to go, what's Umbrella? Like, that would never get mentioned. Um, and the one character they bring back, which happens to be Chris, uh, which a lot of people are hoping Leon, but, like, I think... Chris is the better choice, mainly because, like, Chris was the first main character in the Resident Evil series ever. So it feels like, to me, it's only fitting that he be the only character that is canonically in this new game. Because he's the first main character. Um, so RE7 is number one. I, I love the, the – there's nothing I don't like about RE7. I liked its story. I liked its aesthetic, hyper-realistic. Um, I like that the zombies are technically no longer zombies now. They're the molded, and I think, you know, they have the same concept as a zombie, you know, aim for the head. Um and they're difficult, but they're not so extremely difficult that they're impossible to kill or beat. Uh, Jack Baker is, he is the new Mr. X. He literally just stalks you. And unlike Mr. X, he has like a, a, a not, what's the word? Not like a conscience, but he has um, consciousness. Like he he is still Jack Baker. He's just Jack ba Baker uh, with a zombie disease, which is very rare. Like, normally, nine times out of ten, it's like, I'm a zombie, grr, brains, blah. Like, that's it. Uh, pretty sure that last one, only vampires say blah, but whatever. Um, anyway, the, the point here being is he, he is a character, and he's hilarious, too. <laughs> like... Even though you hate him because he's tormenting you and he's stalking you through the whole game, and you, you still you still want to love the guy. Like he's still this wacky old man. Like he's he's fun, and you can't really say that about a lot of the like Resident villains. They're usually pretty boring or like I am. A strong, silent man. Grr. Mm. Yes. 
Like that's like Wesker was basically that. RE five Wesker, a little more charismatic, but like still just Wesker. Um anyway, so number two, which most people again would have probably put this as their number one. Um and I will preface this by saying that my number three is only an inch behind my number one. Uh, or sorry, my number two. My number two is RE4. The reason why I pick RE4, even though I talked about the least, until RE2 Remake, it looked the best out of all of them. I think it has a better story than RE2. Mainly because after you get about like a quarter or maybe even a like less than a quarter into RE4, you start to like a lot of the characters you're, you're meeting. You like this new Leon. He's cool now. He's not lame. You like the weirdo who sells you stuff from his a weird robe that they never explain. You like his villains because he's purposely being cheesy and shooting one-liners at them like, ha 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 ha. I didn't know your left hand could talk, Sadler. Ha ha. And it's a fun game. Don't get me wrong. I like the dark, dreary atmosphere of zombie games and Resident Evil has it in spades but there's just something about the little bit of light and, and levity it has to it and other than like uh, for instance RE7 other than Jack Baker everything about Resident Evil 7 is dark and dreary and it's at night so it, it's literally an entire night of of just awful, like, it's it's Ethan's one night in hell, is how I would describe it. Because he's just... Oh, I also forgot to mention the other reason why RE7 wins, uh, number one, is I'm from Louisiana, which is where the game takes place. So, I gotta have a little Southern pride. Anyway. Jack Baker's funny, and he's fun, even though he's scary. But... <laughs> All of Leon's villain in RE4, like, they're serious, but, like, you can't take them serious. Leon's not even taking them serious. It's hilarious. And I just really, really like the, the, the villains you fight in RE4. They make it really fun. And, like... Two of them are just, like, big, strong dudes, but, like, one of them has this awesome transformation, and it makes it worth it. Um, what is number three, you may say? Number three is RE2. The reason why RE2 gets third place and not first or second is... The original one wasn't as polished, and I'll admit, other than the controls being better and it visually looking better, RE2 is still 
like not as good as four or seven. I I will admit RE2 looks better than RE7 because it's newer. The same could be said about RE3. RE3 looks better than RE2 only because it's like a year difference. And it's only small, like little things I could see where I'm like, that looks better than it did in RE2. Because it's the same general area. So you look at places and you're like, oh, hey, look, there's that where Leon would be like in three hours from this game's gameplay. But anyway, RE2 is, it gets third because I think, the storyline of four is better than two. And I think I enjoy seven so much that it gets a free pass at being number one. And I feel no reason to justify it. Uh, but yeah, I think I, I just think four is better than two. A lot of people debate that a lot. Which one's better, RE2 or RE4? And is it better than 7? But, you know, in my opinion, I think 4 is better. Uh, it does get 3rd place, though. And it probably would have gotten 2nd place for sure if RE7 didn't exist. Because it has great replayability. Like, I can play as Leon twice in a row, get two different stories out of it. Same with... Um, with, I almost called her Rebecca, with Claire. And in the original version, once you play as both of them twice, you unlock their both of their third storylines, which is where they end up like crossing paths and staying together, I think, more often. Um, I don't know if the second one does that. I don't think it does. I remember reading somewhere that it just has their story A and B for each of them. Um, but it has a lot of replayability, and that's why it gets third place. Fourth place will go to RE3. Now, maybe I'm ranking RE3 a little higher because it's the most recent one I've played, and it's the most polished one out of all of them. But I really enjoyed RE3. I played the original when I was a kid for like a weekend, like a blockbustered it or something oh geez remember when that still was a thing <laughs> oh good times we didn't have a blockbuster where i came from so that was a lie but the point here being is i i think i rented it or maybe i got from gamefly back when gamefly was in its early stages and they had uh they still had a lot of the older games available uh more commonly and like i played a good maybe five, ten minutes of it, and I was like, I can't play this. I hate it. My hands hurt from doing this stupid tank control uh, nonsense. I, I, did, I, just, I couldn't get it, and I did not enjoy it. So I gave up on it. But when the new one came out, I was like, you know what? I beat RE2. I can do this. I'll beat RE3. And it was, in my opinion one of the best games I played in years. And that's probably a little dramatic, but it was so good. I just thinking about it right now. I want to read down because when I beat games, I delete them, but they stay in my like downloadables. Um, 
thinking about like right now, I want to go back and play that game again right now. And I beat it like twice. Like, and, and it wasn't even 100%. I just wanted to play it again. Like right after I beat it, I was like, oh man, that was fun. Hey, I wonder what this area was like. Maybe I should replay it and go through there. And like, I, I want to say that I like perfected playing that game. I loved it so, so much. So it gets my number four, but in my heart, it's number two. But I know, like, when the next Resident Evil game comes out, it'll go back down to four, and it'll stay there. Because it's a good game, but RE7, in my opinion, better story, better character, better characters, more fun to play, blah, blah, blah. And I feel like fun factor has to play into a lot of this. Um, RE4? Better game, better story, more fun playing it. RE2, better story, not as fun to play, but I'd still rank it higher than three. Okay, that's out of the way. We have done seven, uh, four, two, three. We got one, zero, and six left. So next on the list is going to be RE0. Now, a lot of people don't like RE0 for two main reasons. And, and don't get me wrong, I agree with the people who feel this way, uh, in a sense. Number one, RE0 does not have what's called the box, which all of the games have a inventory system in them. And you can only hold up to a certain amount in your inventory. And so with RE0, they didn't, uh, uh, so, sorry, sorry, sorry. So with the other games, when you ran out of room, you would go to a safe room and there would be a storage box and you put the things you don't need in the storage box. And then you go back and pick up the stuff you did need and then you come back, you would use stuff, you would put them in the box for later use, yada, yada. Basic gaming 101, okay? RE0 did not have a box, but instead had this weird system where you would pick something up, and if you can't put it in your inventory, it, you would just be like, oh, I picked it up, set it back down. But now... When you go back to that place on your map, you know it's there, and you can just pick it up when you want. So you just leave stuff everywhere, which is really annoying. And there's also an area in the game where all the things that you had in one area, you leave that area, but it puts everything right where you start in the next area. But if you don't pick it up there, you lose all of it. And it was just a weird pain in the butt. Um, and the other thing, the second thing, is that you had what's called the zapping system, which is you play as both Rebecca and Billy. And a lot of people didn't like that. I personally loved it, mainly because I just don't play as Rebecca, unless I absolutely have to. Billy's the better character. But... At least I have someone watching my back. 
So if I go through an area and I happen to set the controller down for two seconds to say something or do something or whatever, and I look back over and a zombie's nomming on me, I'm like, oh man, I wish I had paused this. I didn't think about it literally two seconds in. Zombie games can be like that sometimes. But with the zapping system, Rebecca's right there with you. So you stop to do your thing. You hear bang. You're like, Jesus. And you look over and she's shooting at a zombie. And you're like, oh, I got to help her because that thing's coming at me and not her because she's behind me. The point being is it's good to have someone looking over your shoulder. And I like that in a game. I, I like, and I also, I like, a lot of people don't like that kind of thing because of like, a lot of your AI are very stupid and it's not their fault. You know, it, uh, programming could only make something so good at what you want it to do without you just doing it. Um, and so sometimes you get someone who made a very, very good AI character and it knows what it needs to do, how to do it, and how to react to what you do as well. And then other ones are very, very, very basic. Rebecca's is a bit basic. Or if you play as Rebecca and your Billy's AI is very basic. But it does what it needs to do and it gets the job done. That's the important thing. What is your job, Rebecca and or Billy? If something comes at you, I shoot it to let you know it's coming at you. Okay. Bang. Something's coming after you. Thank you, Rebecca or Billy. Bang, 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 bang. It's dead. Cool. High fives all around. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. And I think RE0 is completely and utterly perfect the way it is. Now, we're getting to our last two. I think everyone knows what my last one is going to be. But I want to explain why Resident Evil 1 gets the second to last spot. Number one, it's not a bad game. It's not like I'm saying that, you know, it's it's hot garbage and that it's not fun to play or all the other things that I felt for all the other games. It's That's not true. RE1 is a good game, and it's an amazing start to an even greater series. But because it's the first one... It doesn't have anything groundbreaking in it. Because it can't. Because if you want to make a game into a series, there's going to be at least one game in that series, probably one of the first ones, that is very simple and very safe. RE1 is that. What I mean by that is it has no huge thing Mind you, RE1 was still a very groundbreaking game when it came out. The the hyper-realistic filming thing they did for it, um, the voice acting, 
which back in the day was amazing and is now, let's just say in the day it was famous. Today, it's infamous. You could have been a Jill Sandwich. So, uh, yeah, there's that. Uh, but it just doesn't, like, blow me away like the other games do. RE2 and 3, like, just, oh my gosh, I can't believe how great these are. RE7, it, defy, it, it defies the genre it was in. Uh, RE4, it, it's just, it's like the holy grail of, of Resident Evil. It has everything that's good from all the other games prior to it, and none of it's bad. You know? Trim the fat, or whatever the saying is. And RE0, a lot of people don't love, but I still think is a very, very good game. But RE1 is just boring. And it's been around so long, everyone who knows RE games, period, know how to play it and beat it, because, hey, guess what? I played the sequels to this one. It's This one's dumber, dumbed down compared to those. Or it's way harder, but it's obvious what to do, because I've done simpler versions of it over there. It, it's not bad. It's just not amazing. And I know a lot of people love RE1. And don't get me wrong, I'm, you know, I don't hate it. I hate RE6. <laughs> That's the last one. But I don't love RE1. I like RE1. I like RE0 slightly more. I love all the rest of them. And then finally, of course... RE6. Oh, boy. What can I say? Okay. The one positive is that RE6 made a much better co-op than RE5, in my opinion. Uh, what else? Uh... Matt Mercer is the voice of Leon Kennedy in that game, and I love Matt Mercer. He's super cool. I've never met him in person, but boy, I wish I could. That That's another good one. Um, I like the character of uh, Jake, even though I feel like we'll never see Jake again. He was a really cool character, and... Um, he kind of looked, to describe him, he kind of looks like the guy who plays um, Captain Cold from The Flash, uh, the, the prison break guy. And he is the son of Albert Wesker, uh, which is like the main villain. But he's like, he's like, uh, I'm going to throw out an anime reference, but he's like the Giorno of, uh, of Resident Evil. In case you didn't have no idea what I'm talking about, there's a show called Jojo's Bizarre Adventure. The main villain's name is Dio, and he has a son named Giorno, who is like a good guy version of him, which is what Jake is. He's just the good version of Wesker. Um, 
So that one's good. Everything else about it's bad. The story, the hello. Hi. How's it going? Good. Can I help you? Oh, that's cool. My girlfriend just got off of work. I hope you're listening to this future, Jordan. Hello. Do you want to say anything to yourself? No. No? Don't, you, don't want, you don't want to tell future Jordan, like, don't eat those pickles that are poisoned or something? I don't know. I don't know how time travel works. This is going to be the end of my podcast, by the way, or this, this, this episode. Okay. Yeah. So. You should probably cut all that out. No, I'm not. Not at all. You think I'm a professional? Like, come on. Anyway, that is going to do it for today, guys. Uh, this has been Is This Thing On with Jeremy Snyder. I hope you guys have a lovely, lovely day. And, uh, of course... We can't end it without a good old dad joke. I just gotta find one because they're annoyingly difficult. How many tickles does it take to make an octopus laugh? What? How many tickles does it take to make an octopus laugh? How many tickles does it make? Does it take to make an octopus laugh? Ten tickles. Ten tickles. I got it. (laughs) I got one. Guys, it takes real guts to be an organ donor. And some real balls to be a sperm donor, too. All right, you guys have a fantastic rest of your week, and I will see you later. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.